0: Can you hear me now? Hear yeah, me now. Hey, yeah, now. I can <laughs> see you, Dick. Help.
1: Hey, friendo. Hello. Hello.
0: How is it? How's it going? What's going on? What's 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 kicking? What's jiving?
1: What's cracker lacking? Um, I'm excited to talk ball again. Hi, ah,
0: yeah. Ball time. Oh yeah. Oh Just yeah. Love a good ball expect-
1: time. Are we expecting Mister Longdon today.
0: Uh, <clears throat> no, he's in York. Remember?
1: Ah, yeah. yes, of course. Yep.
0: You should know by now. These Friday episodes are just too much for his uh, for his feeble brain to handle. So usually, for his
1: precious disposition.
0: Him. Yeah. <laughs> um, how? He
1: can't cut it out with us. What? You can't gut it out with lots. You can't get down to the nuts and bolts. He's too... hes too, I'll tell you what, he's too white-collar. You can't get down to the blue-collar details of football like we can.
0: No, the X's and O's are a, a mystery to Samuel Longdon. I'm just fascinated by the idea that Sam could ever be anywhere near
1: white-collar, to be honest. <laughs> he's Yeah, OK, to be fair, he's not much of an anything-collar guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's crew-neck. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh. more of a deep V. <laughs> no one, thankfully, no one who does this podcast is a deep V person. <laughs> well, you never you, know.
0: You didn't see Max when he was parading around my house on there in <laughs> November. <laughs> oh. You know,
1: sometimes sometimes you got to air out the rug, you know? you got to air out <laughs> the rug.
0: <park. laughs> <laughs> oh, cripes. We have four games of NFL football to preview for you because it is divisional round Sunday and Saturday because we can't just let everything be on one day, can we? Um Shall we get cracking, boys?
1: Roll yeah, the bit. intro. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast by Brit. We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra and we are returning for our third season. So yeah, on we begin with me.
0: Ed. Me, Emma. I'm Sam.
1: I'm Maxito. And I'm Tom. And I'm excited. And I'm shitting it. You threw me through a You just threw
0: me through like a... <laughs> I don't know what it was <laughs> Sorry, about. Tom. It was such a... It was such a... Minor... Minor thing, but my brain just has not quite switched on properly and that just... That really sent me for a fucking trip around the as these did right anyway divisional round we got four games to talk about and uh what a doozy we've got to start off with because we're going to start on the Saturday at 9.30 um, slash 4.30 England on where you are. yeah 9.30 England time We stiff upper lip time and we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans hosting the Cincinnati Bengals in Nashville Tennessee and this is the first time that Derrick Henry has played since week 8 if I'm not mistaken. Um the Bengals obviously picking up a, a big win against the Raiders at Paul Brown Stadium. <sighs> 1 seed versus 4 seed. We actually got through with the whole divisional round without a single wild card team making it into the uh into the AFC divisional round, which I feel like is is good news for for the visual aspect of the game. Good news um, for people who enjoy quality football. Yeah, and it meant that we got the ultimate matchup, which was these two, and then Bill's Chiefs, which we'll come on to. But Titans, Bengals could be an interesting one. Uh, probably the most healthy Titans team in quite some time facing off against the Bengals. Who who do we all have right now? Just uh, just off the basis before we get cracking into some deeds. I got the Titans.
1: I've got the Bengals.
0: Oh, it's an even split. I I must admit, I do have the Titans. Um, That's well, not
1: an even split.
0: Well, no, <laughs> it, it was an even split before I mentioned. But shush. It's all about it's show business, Max. Showbiz. Have you never seen <laughs> the X Factor? Sorry, <laughs> I was always more of a pop
1: idol guy. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sam's uh, Fame Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was always more of a Nick and Dom in the bungalow guy.
0: Now that's... You, now you're talking.
1: Now that's quality programming. Yeah, when we're talking about quality programming, let's get this train back on the tracks. Because you really... <laughs> I've got go an hour of my time before I have an appointment with a cold, trusty one. So <laughs> okay. I have a lot of hate, which I need to expel.
0: Um, well, I mean, do you want to take the lead with one of or many of these takes for this game?
1: Um... Uh, my first take for this game is I don't think necessarily that Derrick Henry being back for this game makes as much difference as you might have thought. Like, I'm not going to say it doesn't make a difference. He's a great, great player and it always helps having great, great players. But they were running the ball really well without Derrick Henry, um, with Deontay Foreman and Don Hilliard in there. And he's coming back off a long-term injury, so he might not be that effective. Yeah, that's what I would say. Rather than I would, they have been playing well with Foreman and Elliott, but I mean Henry's comfortably better. But the, yeah, the question is, how quickly can you really recover and come back with something like this? Well, I don't, um, I, don't see, I don't see him as being a factor at all. If I'm being totally honest, I mean he's been in practice for like two weeks, and he's been in padded practice for a week. So I think you'll, I don't think they'll give him forty touches like they normally. Would.
0: I I would I would firmly agree with you if I hadn't seen a video of Derrick Henry stiff arming uh first team linebackers into the ground in full pad practice. That is a man that looks as ready as I've ever seen him.
1: Um Yeah, but it's not his army hurt.
0: Well, no, but like there is a certain <laughs> element of you need your lower body to stiff arm someone. It's it's a whole body experience. Um, it's only a whole
1: body experience for the person getting stiff-armed.
0: It's a whole body experience for... It. What, are you thinking that you're going to be able to generate the right amount of power and lift without your, without your low body?
1: I mean, I couldn't, but... When I'm not talking about me, we're talking about Derek Henry. He can, um, I'm pretty sure just the top half of my alone can generate an awful lot of power anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I, I don't know if... I don't think he's the X-Factor. I don't know if he's the X-Factor in this game. I think AJ Brown and to a much lesser extent, Julio Jones are the X-Factors. The way that... for the, I mean, presumably you mean for the Titans, not in the game in general, because I think Jamar Chase might have something to say. Well, the thing is, if they're X-Factors for the Titans and they perform well, that does actually affect the Bengals' chances in this game as well. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> um... I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see, like, the Titans on a bit of rest. I'm excited to see how that D-line, that front seven does. That's what interests me most of the Titans, that sort of... Because it was a buzzsaw at the start of the year, and then it went a little bit off the boil. So I'm interested to see how, you know, w- whether they can build that strong front and force Cincy to throw. Who would you rather have? Harold Landry or Trey Hendrickson? Um... I think I'd rather have Hendrickson, but I think it's a lot closer than people think. Harold Landry's been incredible this year. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have the Bengals offensive line or the Titans offensive line? The Titans offensive line, and it's not even close. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> All right, not <well, laughs> um, <laughs> really funny. We just heard a ghost. Yeah, big long pause. Would you rather have Trey Hendrickson or Jeffrey Simmons? Um, that's a really interesting question because not a lot of players can play the way Simmons does, but Hendrickson's a very good pass rusher. Probably Simmons. I mean, the Titans' front seven is, if they play healthy and if they come out like a house on fire, they've got Danico Watridge there, obviously Simmons, Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham, Harold Andrew. Um, and then they've got a decent safety pairing in Kevin Byrd and Armani Hooker. So, the Titans' defense can get after Joe Burrow, but we know that he's almost to his detriment at times. He'll stand in there and take a hit. Yeah, it's 50-plus right? sacks this year, wasn't it? Like, yeah. But <laughs> if, if your receivers are winning, and if they're just going to win a 50-50 jumble, that's potentially all, all Joe Burrow needs to make it work.
0: The way that I, the way that I sort of see this game playing out is, I see this game basically being like if you took the Raiders and then you put them on like hard difficulty instead, and then letting the Bengals try and work their way around that one because they jumped out to a very good lead against the Raiders and then let them back in and it came down to the final play. Yeah. Because um, all ty- Raiders games. Well, yeah, all Raiders games do, but. Um, the Titans, to me, play and have the same strengths and weaknesses as the Raiders, but they do everything better than the Raiders, and that's why they're in a, this position. And they have a better coaching staff, um, so that's why I've got the Titans winning this one. But I, I do want to also just talk about the actual like the Bengals side of it because it's been sort of very Titans focused. Um, they they desperately need like Burrow and Chase to keep this form going, and there's no reason to say that they couldn't just keep this train chugging along. I mean, over the last, like, four weeks now, the Bengals have thrown for something like 1,400 passing yards, which is basically enough to win you any game. Um Granted, they beat up on, like, practice squad guys in the Ravens game and then what have you, but it doesn't matter. Like, if you're throwing for 1,400 yards and multiple touchdowns and Jamar Chase is... is probably the hottest receiver in the entire NFL right now, like, there's no there's no telling to say that that can't continue, but it's tricky, like, I don't believe in Zach Taylor enough as a head coach to to overcome it, and I feel like, with the fact that they did, they couldn't kill the Raiders off, even though they really should have done, it just has me feeling a little bit worried for the Bengals in this one, like
1: do you know what, what kind of, I don't know if you guys give any credence to this idea at all, but what kind of has me worried about the Bengals is, in this game, obviously the Titans have been here before the last few years, experienced at this stage with this squad. What slightly concerns me about the Bengals, and again, this, this could be pure, spurious nonsense, but maybe not, is that last year, or last week rather, obviously they ended their 31 year playoff win drought, and they celebrated it very emotionally. I mean, rightfully so. It's not, you know, it's no small deal. And that was, you know, them and their city. But now they've got to go on the road to Nashville, which, like, okay, <laughs> you go and have some nice, like, joining some bachelorette parties, whatever. And I just wonder whether. It's such a cliche. But I wonder whether that was their Super Bowl, whether they reached the peak of the emotional mountain. And if they can come out and play with the same sort of, you know, hair on fire attitude in this game. I think I think it's an interesting point, but I think my counterpoint would be, look at Mike McCarthy. That is a man very no. experienced in playoff football who completely shot the bed at the end. And it's like, we can, I think that they're, of course, still going to be fired up because this is the best opportunity they've had in 31 years. I I hate, I you've you've slapped it on me so many times I've come I've come to resent the idea of any game being someone's
0: super bowl Like what about that? The super bowl? Yeah but the Mir- <laughs> the Minnesota Miracle was your super bowl though.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean that is that is the kind of thing that could that's an example of what I'm
0: thinking of you know. Cuz then like, Nick falls absolutely like it happens all the time I mean when the Browns beat and the Steelers, is, like that could have been their Super Bowl to beat, like a massive playoff drought because they then went to Arrowhead and got beaten by Chad Henney. Like, unfortunately, like it is a cliche and it it sucks to consistently bang home this point. But Max is right. Like, the Packers beating the
1: Cowboys on that insane Jared Cook sideline grab would be another example that comes to mind.
0: There's just multiple instances of teams like. Either winning an incredibly close game in an incredibly emotional scenario, or getting over a hurdle and then going on the road and just falling apart for seemingly no reason. Um, well, I don't. Obviously- I do think that the Bengals are a, are a much more feisty team than the majority of the teams that have sort of gone on and been shit. Like I think that Joe Burrow has more gusto than any of the quarterbacks in any of those sort of games other than like the Aaron Rodgers to Jared Cook and then blowing it (laughs) sideline.
1: Well they take their emotional
0: cues like Joe Burrow is their
1: emotional leader and you know that he's not going to be satisfied because he's really just like, he's like Joe Montana right, he's like Joe Cool yeah. Um, and he's called Joe as well, I'm onto something there. Um, To me like, yeah, I don't know exactly, the Bengals could come out flat but you know, if, if they don't then this could definitely be a close game all right. I think there's, I think the potential to be a close game, even if the Bengals do come out flat. There's no saying the Titans won't come out flat. I think the Titans. I think the Titans are bigger and more physical.
0: Just in the interest of uh, every time that all three of us or all of us agree on the podcast that th- something will end up being close, other than that Raiders-Bengals game, I think that the Titans will curb-stomp the fuck out of the Bengals. And now that I've spoken that into existence, it'll be an incredibly close game, and we'll all get to enjoy it. Hooray! Hooray! Anyway, let's move on to the game, which I'm sure Max has got all of his takes about, which is the Saturday yeah. night game between the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field against the San Francisco Forty Nineers, um, and you know Aaron Rodgers playing against the Forty ers Max has multiple points about that, which he's been drumming home about, and for once, I don't, I don't get to eye roll about him relating every game to the Packers because this one. Does relate to the Packers. Max, take it away. <laughs> it does in many ways relate to the Packers. <laughs>
1: in fact, I can't describe this really as a must-win game in the Packers season. Um, but <laughs> But um, Yeah, what's, I have said for months, like, I don't I just don't want I do not want to see the 49ers in January. And yet here we are because it was it's just been so predictable that this would happen. I think what really concerns me about this game as a Packers fan, are, are two or three things. I think, if any team in the league, I think the 49ers are built to beat the Rams. And as an extension of that, they're also sort of built to beat the Packers. Although the Packers and the Rams don't exactly run the same schemes, like, precisely. Like, they have a lot of shared DNA, obviously, in the coaching tree and, and the sort of game they like to play. So the 49ers are... They're, they're a really good matchup from their perspective against the Packers and they're also one of the most informed teams in the league that's not good <laughs> the second thing that's not good is that and and you know the idea of like that was their Super Bowl you're right that that is a little bit spurious but, but what isn't spurious is the idea of having like a double bye and how that sort of contributes to rust and just coming out looking a bit disjointed and what I think would really compound that potentially for the Packers is on the face of it you think adding (laughs) like three all pros back into your squad is a good thing but when those all pros have been on such a long layoff, Zadarius Smith obviously hasn't played since week one, Jair Alexander hasn't played since him and Najee Harris had a massive collision in week four Um, and David Bakhtiari hasn't played for a year, well, other than a few snaps against Detroit, which actually was more than a year between his injury, Um, you have to wonder whether those guys are going to come in in rhythm, because the guys who were out there in their stead were doing a really good job. Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary have had really good years on the edge, so maybe Zadarius Smith moves inside and rotates with Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark in the middle. That's a bit weird. (laughs) Eric Stokes and Russell Douglas, by the end of the season, had a pretty good thing going along. You know, Russell Douglas was a great in-season pickup. Obviously, he's got flaws, but he brings a lot to the table. And Eric Stokes was, I think, in the all-rookie team. He, he's been a very solid performer and, and has grown as the years gone by. And now you're bringing in Jair Alexander. Is he going to take over from one of those guys directly? And, you know, David Bakhtiari coming back is good, but the Packers have been running a second-string offensive line all year and in many ways that's put the onus on Rodgers and the floor to scheme up a really quick get the ball out passing game and that's really been a a strength of this offense with Harry back is he going to be inclined to hold on to the ball a bit more and given that the Niners are probably going to get Joey Bosa and Fred Warner back is that necessarily a good thing
0: well <laughs> these
1: are all things that are keeping me up at night right now <laughs>
0: If you're wondering about the current situation regarding David Bactiari, maybe coming back in, he again didn't practice on Thursday and was limited on Wednesday, so I don't know whether or not they've sort of kept him out specifically yeah, with the intention of resting That would him. work
1: through management.
0: Yeah, okay, that checks out. But, um, yeah, the, that sort of double bye week thing can end up, again, being an annoying cliche, but it ends up, having a little bit ring true which i guess is I mean, probably are, the it's reason it's as to why game. i guess it's probably the reason as to why like the packers didn't really bench anyone against detroit like apart from mm-hmm. when they were pretty much like they at least started the game with a lot of their starters and then like took yeah, them hard time, yeah. yeah which checks out start... like that's fine i think
1: they should start jordan love for continuity in my mind
0: yeah i think that'd be a good idea and maybe what?
1: they could bait the Niners into playing Trey Lance and so we can watch that one unfold. <laughs> oh, the third thing that really concerns me about this game is that the 49ers have the best offensive player in football right now.
0: Like Devo Samuel, yeah. yeah,
1: One million percent. Like, he he should be Offensive Player of the Year, not Cooper Carp.
0: Well, we've not even had the Offensive Player of the Year yet, so... No, that's why I say he should win it. Oh, I thought you said he should have won it. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, he should have won it. That's on me. Every
1: year up till now, I give it to him. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? Because Debo took a like... I don't think there was ever talk of a bust, but they were like, oh, they've got a piece here, but like, how does he fit? How do you unlock him? Like, Paul Pogba? (laughs) (laughs) You have to play him in a three. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I... They, they, the Niners come in like red hot form, like they really do. So it'd be interesting. In my mind, I, I'm, I am desperate for the Niners to win, so I have picked the Niners to win. Yeah, respect. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to play to your biases, right? Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm desperate for the Niners to win, so I've picked them. But I, I think, I think you're downplaying Green Bay's chances here. I mean, Devonta Adams is still a top five receiver in football. And five's harsh. Um, Top three, not three or two. Well. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, but he's up there still. Um, and I, th- I just think that, like, in ter- right now, in terms of... We- I just poo-pooed it last time, but in terms of, like, the coaching staff, I don't know. I just There's something about the lower Packers in that they don't really lose. Well, they don't lose until they get to the playoffs, but so far they've lost every year at the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, but they've been relevant every year, which is more than I can say for my team or many yeah no, it's, teams. It's definitely I mean, like I say, the Packers win thirteen games every year and then bottle it in the playoffs. So for the first like part of the season, the regular season, great. But when you get to here it's like, oh forgotten it's the that snuck up quickly. Can we just end the season now and call it an eight-way time? You know what the line for this game is, which is also making me nervous? The line is Packers by five and a half.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, what? It, it's possible that. Feels you know, cursed. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's possible that the running games could factor into this quite highly. I mean, it's not. I don't foresee like a repeat of the Raheem Mostert game. But Elijah Mitchell has been a really good running back. Um, the Packers have, you know, the old thunder and lightning combination in Jones and Dylan. So it's going to be it's going to be like minus nineteen Celsius, slight chance of snow, and that might minimise the uh, the extreme advantage I would say that the Packers have in the passing game, because naturally a high scoring game does favour the better quarterback. Um, and you'd be pretty hard pressed to argue with Jimmy Garoppolo the better quarterback in this game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: MVP bottle job. I think I'm. I, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd struggle to argue the bottle job point.
1: Excuse mm. me, MVP versus MCF. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: But yeah, honestly. You know, my favourite saying at the moment is Jimmy Garoppolo is the one man who stands between the 49ers and the Super Bowl. And it might be true in this game. We'll see. It's, it's going to be cold. He's got that sprained shoulder. He's playing through the UCL. And I do think when you... It's that cold. you can I don't know. If it, it might affect his grip on the ball. It's kind of a spurious thing to think about. But, you know, it's, it's, it's really just projecting at that point. But, yeah. I don't know. If Jimmy Garoppolo gets turned over in the first half, and he's out looking a bit dodgy, then it's really up to the Packers to lose it. But if Jimmy Gruffler comes out and throws like his first half stat line it was like four or five for 32 yards, that means the 49ers are winning by like 14 points at the half. Well this is the thing. I think that if you if you decide to lean on the run game for the Niners, I think you start Lance because he's a far more of a threat in the run game.
0: It's a good point yeah, actually, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. But like I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to... In the first matchup, I was reading some um, breakdowns from Brett Coleman on this. and He was talking about how in the first matchup, the 49ers ran a lot of um, gap runs. Um, and he, he thinks maybe they would have a lot more success with a zone running scheme. Because in the first game this year, the Packers played a lot of too high and didn't really get... You know, they didn't really get banged for it, so perhaps yes. they come back with an adjusted game plan. And I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you just want to be the team in form, and right now the 49ers, I think you would have to argue that they are the form team.
0: Who do we all think is going to win this? Um, I mean, I'm picking the Packers, because I believe more in the MVP over Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: I'm, I'm picking the Niners because I don't think it's solely down to one player it's definitely I definitely agree with Ed on that and I think I think I'm going to pick the 49ers because got the Packers sometimes in the playoffs I mean it's a trend sometimes they just get blown out and I can see it it's not like last year when they got to play John Wolford <laughs> you know, that's true is
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and if the Niners I just think about how the Niners came out and looked against the Cavs last week. If they do that again, and the Packers are coming off of this mild hibernation, then I will be officially in floods of tears on the floor.
0: Alright, let's, um, let's move on to two teams that pretty much got the most straightforward-looking uh, games going, especially from the second half onwards. The Buccaneers host the Rams at Raymond James Stadium. Obviously it'll be a completely different game to how the Rams had to see off the Arizona Cardinals, which was basically just bully the small the small man at quarterback and, and hope for the best, which ended up paying off. But the Buccaneers will actually have a test this time against an actual opposition without their wide receivers still or their running back. You know, maybe my point about the Buccaneers being uh a little bit well testy to say the least, um is 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 gonna have to sort of maybe it was about a week early or whatever, because I, I, I can't see anything other than a Rams win here. And that's saying something. Really? Really, yeah. I I think the Rams win this one pretty comfortably.
1: I'd just like to remind everyone that in the preseason thing I had the Rams twenty sixth.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I've not forgotten it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to stick my neck out and say the Rams are definitely going to win. I think that's very much asking for trouble when Stafford can turn, you know, that back the pumpkin. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I think this has the hallmarks of one of those games where the team that scores. I think that whoever hits twenty-one points first in this game wins. Like, I, I think that the boss Bucks... How many did you say? Twenty-one. Bloody hell! Why had do... I just <laughs> two? <laughs> I can't see either of these teams being held under twenty-one for this game. Held no, I'm not saying held under. I'm just saying whoever gets there first has the carries the momentum through. I don't think there are going to be that many defensive stops in this game, even with how good the Rams were against Arizona. I can't see a repeat of that against a, a team that aren't just like a pure bottle job. Well, what something that's huge for this game is the, the status of Wirfs and Jensen, right? Which I'm currently just having a look to see if I can find
0: Yeah.
1: Out. Wirfs and Jensen... Um, let's see here James Palmer
0: Wurfs and Jensen
1: returned to practice today both were involved in individual drills but were held out of team drills so it sounds like their status is very much up in the air and if they come out with a backup center against Aaron Donald and you know (laughs) yeah I mean the other two guys they've got um, oh who's their second tackle uh, I don't know who um... Well, they've got just, Greg Gaines. They've,
0: they've got Josh Wells, but he's also on the uh, injury report. So let's do it. They've got maybe we might we might need a big game out of Ali Marpet.
1: Yeah, this might be remembered as the Marpet game. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, sorry. Aaron Donald, and Robinson, and Greg Gaines is their front front three, and then they've got obviously Floyd and Miller on the outside. So Gaines so, is a great space eater as a. As a sort of outside defensive end, they'll give you they'll give you a problem, especially with backups, backups on the line. I think one factor last week that the Rams can really look at is Cam Akers looked really good, yeah. um, considering especially what you know we talked about Derek Henry. Like what, what does the injury? He didn't look banged up at all. I mean, you know, they've lost Daryl Henderson, uh, Henderson, and, and he. You know, Akers definitely bringing something to the table that Sonny Michel was not.
0: Well, you say this, but I think that Sonny Michel, like, pretty much ever since he took over as the Rams lead back, has has actually been like a real surprise. Like I've I've thought that Sonny Michel has put himself forward as one of those sort of backups that could potentially start for a few teams. Like, he he has played incredibly well and I know that oh it's Sonny Michel, but what but also, like it was more like the
1: James Conner second act, and that's like the Jordan Howard second act. Yeah, I, that's why I, I totally agree. I think it's far more scheme than it is Sony Michelle being good because I watched enough Patriots games to know that Sony Michelle is like slower than you want him to be, and with worse vision than you want him to be. And the good news is, if you play the Rams front, you don't need that because the holes are created for you. Like I, I don't get me wrong, he yeah, he's probably a mid tier mid-tier starter. But Akers is a Akers is a mile away. Akers is like a one-cut prancing pony.
0: Um, fair enough. Uh, another thing <laughs> that I'd, I want to just sort of touch upon is that Jalen Ramsey versus Mike Evans, two of the uh, biggest fighters in the league, Jalen Ramsey is a perpetual uh, drama merchant. And Mike Evans is a piece of shit who likes to scrap with everyone. I think that that could be a feisty matchup. Two elite guys as well in their position, going at it all game long. I think that Brady's going to struggle to get it into Mike Evans, though. To be honest, I think Jalen Ramsey has the has the beating of it. Because I mean, who <laughs> else is he going to go for?
1: Well, this is the thing. I mean, it, it depends. It depends whether Jalen Ramsey's willing to be a travel corner. Because what what the books will do if they're a clever is move Mike. Mike Evans all over the field and see if Jalen follows him like, into the slot. I think you could even... It... Like, no, Mike Evans in the slot. <laughs> I mean, let's be frank, you know Mike Evans' size. You could play him as an H-back. You could play him as a wide like, tight end.
0: You <laughs> could do, but I feel like Jalen Ramsey would pretty much be like the most man-coverage, man-coverage man you've ever seen. What, he's going to be... Yeah, he's just going to be glued to him this entire game he's yeah, going to be running off the field at half-time and Jalen Ramsey's still going to be pursuing him.
1: If you run a fade, if you run a goal line fade, I reckon Mike Evans beat Jalen Ramsey like eight times out of ten on that. Yeah, especially but especially with gonna Tom run, Brady putting the ball in
0: there. Are you going to run fifty-five goal line fades as the only form smart, of offense that you've yes, got? If because smart they will. The, uh, Ronald Jones didn't practice again, so uh, and Giovanni Bernard is still limited. So like, who Keyshawn? Keishon Vaughn was it? Keishon Vaughn. Is there is the Bucks yeah. running back? Yeah,
1: yeah. But it's like the Patriots thing—you just get anyone; doesn't matter. M-
0: <laughs> with the, with the tackles issue, plus the fact that Aaron Donald will be on the opposite sideline, I, I, I legitimately like every single matchup that I'm looking at right now because of the injuries has got the Rams winning this one, which means right. that of course the Buccaneers will win it. Yeah, Stafford Brady. That's <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but Brady's not going to be throwing it directly at Matt Stafford, is he? That's what I mean. Well, <laughs> depends how he heated
1: it gets, yeah. <laughs> Stranger things have happened than Matt Stafford lining up at receiver for the Bucks this game. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks like, ended up having a practice squad guy called Matt Stafford or something. Like, <laughs> chucking ball it. it could be anyone turning up at wide receiver for the Bucks tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, sorry. On Sunday, do we have do we have any more salient points on this game? The Bucks have got the secondary back, you know.
0: Well, Sean Murphy bunting again was was limited.
1: Yeah, but limited means he'll play.
0: Yeah, but will he they've play got, well enough to cultivated. cover Cooper Cup and, and Odell Beckham Jr. Who OBJ has really like turned the Rams' fortunes round. I think the no the no the. Uh, like when they, he did like, when he, yeah, but this is what you need him for. You need him to show up in big moments. He did. When he showed up against the Ravens, 15,
1: fifty-four yards. He's just a matchup guy. He's he's a matchup weapon now because he's just a pure, he's just a pure Z wide receiver. Like all he does is, like catch bubble screens or run streaks.
0: But this is this is the thing. Is he may be a matchup guy, but like he's the wide receiver too. Because they've got Cooper Cup, who's been absolutely lights out all season long. Like I, I just think it's because say, of the fact that the Bucks are missing their talent on the on the injury report, and the Rams aren't.
1: Ah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: What were you gonna say? You said I will say, and then didn't say. Did I? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm fi- I'm fine to carry on now. Sorry.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, But I will say this. (laughs) Um, Go on then. The floor is yours.
1: um, I will say that I don't like the Rams uniforms.
0: Nope. All right. Cool. Let's move on Um, to the final game of Divisional Round Sunday (laughs) where the Kansas City Chiefs host the Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead. Uh, Two teams that absolutely blew their opposition out of the water. Both,
1: I believe, two two quarterbacks that Max has said are overrated this year.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, Why did I
1: call Mahomes overrated?
0: Mm, maybe, you maybe not late. on the podcast, but you've you've definitely insinuated I, as I, such.
1: I said I don't like
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> you've made your points about Patrick Mahomes getting away with interceptions, right? You've made your point.
1: You've made yeah. your bed, sunshine. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, do we, we all have winning this?
0: this? What? Who do we all have winning this?
1: The fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I have Buffalo winning this.
0: Oh, okay. Max? I have... Bills. I'll go Chiefs then. I think I think I have the Bills. Do
1: you know if either team, if either of these teams were a dome team, I'd pick the other team. Like that's how close the margin is, right? Yeah. If either of these teams were a dome team playing outside, I'd be like, it's, you know, Chiefs. it's so it is really close, really close. Um, how much are we gonna see of Daniel Sorensen in this game? Because his career almost ended in the first one. <laughs> I think there, there were there were two distinct Tyrone Matthews throwing his hands up in the air at Daniel Sorensen instance in one game I think
0: yeah Dawson and Knox made him his bitch a little bit yeah can't go off Dawson Knox like, it's going to be a tough one
1: and I think Diggs beat him deep as well yeah I mean yeah the, the follow up question to that is what is Daniel Sorensen doing deep he is the Archetypal box <laughs> safety. What on earth is he deep. Spags.
0: <laughs> I feel like the the sort of brain farts that led to Spags letting Daniel Sorensen cover deep have sort of faded away as they show. They pretty much always do. Like the Chiefs' defense sort of tries to find its footing because Spags tries to do literally anything other than the Spags formula, and then he brings out his bolognese sauce and the Chiefs defense ends up covering itself back over again like i'm I, I don't want to take any stock on what happened early in the season or in any of the other Chiefs Bills playoff games because it feels like every time that these two sort of sides meet you throw the history books out the window it's go bigger go, than this it's large
1: you know, um, you know, decorated pass rusher Frank Clark. No, no. <laughs> Precisely. Would you care to guess how many, um, how many sacks that Frank Clark's had? The most sacks that he's had per season in his career. Four. Eight. Gross. And, then, <laughs> and this one's supposed to be held up as like one of the great pass rushers of the NFL. Wait, I, by um, who? Well, I mean, you, you by see, Spags? people talk about. People talk about Frank Clark being a factor in this game, like he's gonna like run Deion Dawkins racket or something and like <laughs> behave.
0: <laughs> he's definitely gonna run Deion Dawkins ragged now. <laughs> I will say one one player that will cause some issues for the uh for the Bilzo line is gonna be Chris Jones now that he's been moved back inside again. That that's yeah. a little bit of a tasty match. Which
1: happened like fifteen weeks ago. <laughs> well yeah, I know, but
0: like it didn't happen before. The Bills played the Chiefs, and now it has happened. These Chiefs are an exciting outfit.
1: Now they've uh, now they've benched Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> they look a real game changer. You know, I really think this Dallas Texans outfit will do quite well in Kansas City.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've made a pretty decent point there. You're all just shitting all over it because you can't pick a fucking side.
1: What your point? What was your point? Chris Jones is a good defensive tackle.
0: Yeah, my point is that Chris Jones is a better defensive tackle than he is defensive end, which is how they played him the last time. Which is why we shouldn't look at any of the previous games for anything.
1: It's, no, because what the, what, the, what Spikes is going to do this week? In a moment of pure clarity, he's going to have Chris Jones drop out in the fire zone every play. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Daniel Sorensen either at free safety or blitzing from twenty yards behind the line of scrimmage.
0: And it'll probably work. <laughs> now that you've now that you've spoken it into existence, it'll definitely work.
1: Right. I'll watch the whole game and count Chris Jones' fire zones for you.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, no, the the previews for this game is that it's just going to be incredibly fun, and that this is what the playoffs are all about, baby. Well, Two teams playing. Whatever. Well, th- this is a,
1: an actual quarterback battle.
0: Yeah. Like
1: when you say quarterback battle, normally. You know, it's, you know, like Ed said, there are other players on the team, right? Um, but this game, I think the teams sort of cancel each other out when it really is going to come down to which other quarterback plays better. I'll go along yeah. with that. Unless there's some, I mean, do you see like special teams being an influence in this game? Uh,
0: no. Nicole Hardman's punt and, well, punt return sort of foibles could end up playing a part but uh, again there's nothing to really say about it because that's all happened in the past and whatever's happening here happens actually now. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna hang some onions on this right now and I'm gonna say this game is gonna hang on it either something brilliant or something awful that happens in the third phase in special teams oh I th- I,
0: th- I wanna I wanna I want to take your onions on that one I, I what do you, think... you
1: find as something good or awful do you define a 61-yard punt as something good? Um, I define a 61-yard punt as something very good, but not inherently game-changing. What about if I it's a coffin
0: like corner that leads to a safety?
1: That would be an example of something game-changing, yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll take you up on that. Rocking. Yeah, I think that, that could be potential. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's your divisional round matched up. Um who, who, actually, the Chiefs versus Bills.
1: Whoever wins the turnover battle, I I rate their chances very highly. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. very
0: friendly. cool. It's
1: all all the cliches we have, right? Whoever has this the ball last, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to <laughs> rush Patrick Mahomes up the middle. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were
1: going to say that. It's not about X's and O's. It's about Johnnies and Joes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. It's um, always
1: the last place you look.
0: <laughs> we've got about 15 minutes before Max has to leave. Shall we talk all pros? Because we didn't get to do it beforehand.
1: I could talk some all pros. I could sh- 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 do some sh- sh- chit-chat.
0: Should we sh- sneak in some all pros? I don't know whether or not Max yeah. wants to it before we go into the all pros, but, you know.
1: I don't have any particularly hot takes about the all pros, I think.
0: Well, it was just like a little, a little, a little cheeky discussion. I know that Ed's got a pint or two is yeah. it that
1: harrison smith was not nominated no it's not harrison it's kendricks because kendricks oh, is the best linebacker in the nfc but aside from that I've, i i agree with the, the whole on most of these points
0: i agree yeah all right um so just in case anyone's not seen it the all pro uh, first team offense was uh aaron Rodgers, uh running back jonathan taylor tight end mark andrews wide receivers Devontae adams cooper cup and devo samuel uh, o line was Trent Williams, Tristan Wirfs, Joel Betonio, Zach Martin and Chase and Kelsey. Uh, and on the defence, Ed Rushers, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, interior lineman Aaron Donald, Cameron Hayward, uh, linebackers Michael Parsons, Darius Leonard and Devondre Campbell. Is it is your point that uh, Kendricks didn't get a vote or was it that he didn't get in ahead of any of those three?
1: I think he probably should have gotten ahead of Campbell and... Leonard, but I it's not even get a vote is heartbreak it's bitter.
0: I could maybe see maybe where you're coming from regarding Campbell, but even still he's had a, he's had a monstrous year but Yeah, but Leonard, imagine, imagine. Leonard's played like unbelievably well. I don't know if it's just because he's he paid more a lot attention. Well, he's played unbelievably well outside of forcing fumbles. <laughs> True, but I think right. that, again, this if, isn't if, a dig situation. This is a this is a Darius Leonard being really good.
1: But if Kent if Kendrick's played for the Forty are you telling me he wouldn't be a he wouldn't be an opera right now?
0: Um, I will not confirm or deny my. <laughs> if he played
1: for 49ers, he would be on the bench? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be ridiculous. Can Fred I Water is up, not in. Can I... Preempt conversation. Me. Can I preempt a conversation and say that we've already had it about Trayvon Diggs being an all-pro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I was just really, going to was... very much had this conversation at length. But the second, you know, who the second team all-pro corners were?
0: Um. Well, they were uh, J. C. Jackson and A. J. Terrell.
1: Yeah, not a banner year for cornerbacks. I mean, A. J. Terrell. Is, has quite clearly been the best corner in the NFL this year. He's been he's been immense. Well, outside of Jalen Ramsey,
0: agreed I on both even, points. Yeah,
1: I think even better than Jalen Ramsey this year. But okay,
0: you've lost me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you go. It's it's name. You're looking at name. Watch AJ Terrell. But yeah, my my <laughs> only my only big thing. My only big thing was the Kendrick snub. I mean, to not get a single vote. Um, am I right in saying that it was Jonathan Taylor and Zach Martin who were the unanimous guys? The... Or was it...
0: Well, on, ah, yeah. on offense, yeah. And then on defense, yeah. Watt and Donald were both unanimous. So,
1: mm-hmm. pretty nice. I I enjoyed that Bob Quinn got some love because I like, I like Robert Quinn. It was nice to see him get on the list.
0: Yeah. Um, just to quickly finish, uh, Trayvon Diggs and Jalen Ramsey were the corners for the first team. Uh, Kevin Byard and Jordan Poyer. Mm-hmm. With the safeties. I'd agree with both. And Michael
1: Hyde was a second team safety as well. Yeah.
0: Cool. Great great safeties up in Buffalo. Um and then the special teams, Justin Tucker and AJ Cole with the kicker and punter, and then kick returners and punt returners, Braxton Berrios, Devin DuVernay, JT Gray was a special teamer, and the long snapper, which how do you decide on the best long snapper? Like obviously you can determine who's been a bad long snapper, but like how do you get How on earth is anyone on the All Pro list watching every long snap that someone's made? Because I mean, fair enough, Luke Rhodes from uh, from the Colts has won it, but like, what? How do you determine that?
1: Are you a student of the game if you don't watch long snapping?
0: Well, Bill Belichick would say no, but (laughs) thirty-one other head coaches and (laughs) thirty-two offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators would say yes.
1: There's not even that many head coaches, offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators right now, so that just goes to show Exactly. (laughs) I do Uh, think um, that wide receiver was like a comedic... It's comedic how many great wide receivers there are this year. To say that Dustin Jefferson and Jamar Chase were second team, and you probably couldn't even really argue with that, is quite ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Because Adams, Cup, and Debo were just were just like a next level. They were they were pretty much untouchable, and that is including like throwing in how unbelievably good both of the LSU guys have been. Just crazy. Yeah. What a crazy year. Um, that second team is Tom Brady, no running back, Travis Kelsey, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Rashawn Slater. What a great rookie season he had as well. Uh, Lane Johnson, Quinton Nelson... Uh, Wyatt Teller and Corey Lindsley and then on the defence Robert Quinn uh, Max Crosby Chris Jones Jeffrey Simmons Demario Davis Roquan Smith Bobby Wagner cornerbacks JC Jackson and AJ Terrell safeties Justin Simmons Micah Hyde and Buda Baker tied Um, and then the kicker punter special teamers was uh, Carlson and Anger and then uh, Andre Roberts Jakeem Grant Matthew Slater and Ashton Doolin uh, and Josh Harris from Atlanta was the long snapper anyway we all pretty much agree with that, though. Like, Outside of Ed's point about uh, Miles... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Kendricks being better than any of the guys that got in ahead of him, which I I don't see. Um, it's kind
1: of funny to see um, punter of the year be AJ Cole and Brian Anger. A little <laughs> those bit, aren't yeah. too, You know, those aren't two particularly... Well, Brian Anger's been in the league for ages. I don't know how long AJ Cole's been in the league, but, but they're not the two guys you'd think of. No, they're not. They're not a Hecker and Buhagiar's, are they? So,
0: hey, you but, give Brett Kern yeah, some love.
1: Uh, tr- trust me, if 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 I could have a punters' corner where I spoke at length on all the punters for an hour, I would do. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. Yeah, I. The other thing I'd say is I think the NFC. You know how like the NFC, other than Darius Leonard, just has all the linebackers right now. Because even Roquan Smith has had a great year. I'm really I'm really into the linebackers in the NFC right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Indianapolis kind of feel like they should be an NFC team, you know what I mean? So (laughs) in many ways I would say bad
0: quarterback plus great running back plus
1: No, just in general, just like in terms of like the way they look and where they like Indianapolis like to me, the NFC West feels like the blue blooded, like old school teams who play in the Midwest, right? And the AFC should be like the teams who play out west and down south. Like they should be the SEC teams, and the NFC should be the Big Ten. And to me, the Colts feel like they should be. I mean, there's no basis for this. It just feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> I got, also, it's also worth noting out, pointing out that Indianapolis are in the same conference as Jacksonville, which always, I mean, that hmm. always makes me feel so sick when you realize how, just how far the distance is between those two teams that are in the same conference.
0: Well, in the same division as in well. The same, sorry, yeah, in the yeah. same division, not in the same conference. It no, does I'm feel a little bit there. It does feel a little bit like the AFC South is just sort of like they decided the other seven divisions and they had four teams left over and we're just like <laughs> ah, fuck it. I mean Jacksonville, Houston, Tennessee and Indianapolis are all pretty close to each other even though none of them are even within the same fucking ballpark. <laughs>
1: you know for uh, for 3 months between December 1966 and February 1967. There was a division in the NFL that was comprised of the New York Giants, the Cleveland Browns, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: That's, that's the vote. Yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, you'll see us again at some point next week to wrap up, uh, well, recap and wrap up all of these games. Um, other than that, pretty straightforward episode. Hopefully... Uh, you'll have a good divisional round. Uh, what are you guys doing for this for this weekend? Any plans? Just
1: myself mostly.
0: <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. Ed,
1: um, I think other than watching the new Wes Anderson film, I won't be doing a great deal. Awesome. You'll be concentrating that Wes Anderson film before and afterwards.
0: It does uh, wait? Yep. What's the new Wes Anderson uh, Wes Anderson film? It's the French
1: oh. dispatch. I'm not sure if it's been out for a
0: little while now. But oh, I've not seen it all. I very, Maybe. very
1: rarely watch films. But I like Woods Anderson.
0: Fair enough. Alright. News I
1: discovered. Oh, and by the way, can you can I tell you one way that uh, you can tell that I'm really not messing around with how nervous I am for this game? Go on. Not once did for any of the of the other games did I say I wouldn't mind the Packers having them in the next round.
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go.